Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insight into the big news of this day, moments away on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And if I'm the first to tell you, you're just hearing it now, breaking news within the last 15 minutes, the Miami Dolphins have decided it is finally Tua time. They are making the move now. Despite winning a bunch of games in a row and looking like a playoff contender with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, the Miami Dolphins have announced Tua Tango-Vailoa will get the start for them a week from Sunday when they play the Rams. Welcome to the NFL, kid. Here's Aaron Donald. How's that sound? Bye week this week for the Dolphins. So that's part of the reason this makes sense. There are any number of different ways to analyze this. I find it a fascinating and, in my opinion, surprising move. Pleasantly so, for a number of reasons. Let me catch you up if you haven't been paying attention on exactly what has happened. Tua had not played in a game until this past Sunday when he got in in complete garbage time against the Jets. He threw two passes, completed them both for nine yards, then afterwards went out and sat down on the field of the 15-yard line. There were pictures of it all over the place because it was a very emotional moment for him. After all, he went through to come back from that terrible injury, one that I'm sure there were moments it crossed his mind he'd never play again. So he goes out on the field and he sits there, he takes a picture, or many people took pictures. He actually spoke to his parents who have been to almost every game he's ever played in. They were not at that one and he wanted to share it with them. And I honestly thought that that was the last we would see of Tua for a little while. In fact, as I sit here looking at my notes for today's show, one of the things I had planned when we talked about the Dolphins, I was planning to talk about the Dolphins in about a half hour. My note here actually says, Dolphins contender, question mark, delays Tua. That was what I thought. Because the Dolphins playing their way into the playoff race, which they unquestionably are, however good you think they are or aren't, they're in the playoff race. And by the way, you look at their losses, not such bad losses. They lost to Buffalo. They had the lead in the fourth quarter of that game. They lost to Seattle. That was a pretty close game. The Dolphins are pretty good. I don't know that they're great, but they're good. And Fitzpatrick is playing very well. And they're 3-3 three and three in a division where the lead is 4-2. and two. So why do they make this move now? It means one of two things. And either way, I like it. It either means they look at the division race, the playoff race, and they don't fancy themselves legit enough contenders that they're willing to make this move because it is more important to develop Tua when he's ready. If that is the thinking, I'm not telling you it is. I'm saying if that is the thinking, I support it. It's the right thing to do. Nothing the Dolphins can do this year will be more important than developing Tua at whatever pace works for him, works best for him long term. The other reason they might do this is they feel he's ready, that they are in the playoff race, and they think they will win more games with Tua at quarterback than with Fitzmagic. If that's the case, then obviously it's the right thing to do. It doesn't require any further explanation. The point is, Whatever the reason is they're doing this, I like it. And I think it bodes well in Miami, which is a all of a sudden out of nowhere, looking like a pretty well-run little machine with a really good coach in Brian Flores. And now we'll find out what the quarterback is. 
Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive celebrating eight years of donating cars to veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. We're going to get you a bunch of insight into this move starting right now with my NFL insider, Dan Graziano, who was on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Dan, just this morning on Get Up, we were talking about the AFC East. You were saying the Dolphins have a legit shot to win it. So what is your reaction to, three hours after that conversation, the Dolphins making this decision? Greeny, it's, it's a total surprise. I mean, I, I don't know anybody around there that was expecting this. They kept it very, very close to the vest. And, uh, you know, the expectation was that they would continue to ramp up to his practice reps, but uh, continue to go with Fitzpatrick, especially while they were winning. So what this tells us is that they had their eye on the bye week all along as a possible time to do this. But remember, I mean, everything Brian Flores has said about this player is they wouldn't play him before he's ready. He's talking about that physically, but also uh, in other aspects. Uh, so they, they are at practice every day. They're watching, and they believe that he's – they believe that he's ready. And I think, you know, you look at why do you draft Tua Tungavailoa with the fifth pick, you believe in the ceiling. You think this player has a high ceiling. So you're playing well with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can win games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you're a game out of first place. Can you go beyond just winning games, right? Can you elevate the ceiling at the most important position? A lot of times coaches will look at that and, and make the move based on that. Obviously, they see Tua as that kind of player. They believe he's ready. Brian Fitzpatrick is not the kind of player that if you put him on the bench and need to bring him back later, that, that there would be hard feelings or that he would be hurt by that. He's exactly the right guy to have in this situation to, uh, to sit behind Tua and continue his education. But I don't believe the Dolphins are doing this in order to develop Tua. I think they're doing it because they think he can help them win. I do, too. I mean, it wouldn't really... Again, I said I would support it if that's what they were doing the other way, but it obviously makes a lot more sense this way if if you believe you are in it, which obviously at 3-3 three and three they are. Dan, can you run through, again, just off the top of your head, the stuff you mentioned on Get Up this morning about the situation they're in, the draft picks they have, the cap space, all of that that you ran through this morning? Oh, you know, why, why we thought the Dolphins might be a legitimate contender and why it shouldn't be a surprise. I was talking about the, this past offseason. Right. They spent the most money on player acquisitions of any team this offseason in terms of free agency. They had uh, five of the top 60 picks in the draft. I mean, yes, the Dolphins are, are in a rebuild phase, but rebuilds can happen quickly. And, and you know, Brian Flores comes from New England. I, he's not going to want to sit around and spend two, three years losing. I ran into Brian Flores at the Combine in Indianapolis, and, and I hadn't introduced myself yet. I introduced him. I, I, told, I passed along a compliment because when I was talking to Giants people after they fired Pat Shermer, I said, what are you looking for in a coach? Whatever. And they said um, they were really impressed with what Flores did in Miami last year, uh, getting that team to play hard in a difficult situation. And I passed that along to Flores, and he made a face. He said, they want a guy that won five games? Like that was, uh, Obviously, what he did last year wasn't good enough for him, and I think uh, he sees an opportunity here, and this is a player that they obviously believe in. I love him. I, I think that Flores... All signs are definitely pointing in the right direction down there. He, he so far, we've, we've talked a lot about the Belichick disciples. He comes from New England yeah. and the lack of success that so many of them have had. Mike Vrabel, who isn't from the Belichick tree, didn't coach under him. He did play for him right now is probably the coach of the year. And Flores is looking like he's going in a good direction. Again, just joining us, the breaking news here. Tua Tunga-Vailoa becomes the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. You mentioned the bye week. We had originally looked at this and identified in the original schedule, 
And I forget exactly when they fell. It was something in the neighborhood of week eight and week 10. The Dolphins had a situation where they were going to play the Jets, then have a bye, then play the Jets again. And we felt all along when we looked at it, that was the perfect spot if you wanted, because you just face the opponent, you have the tape, all the rest of that, the perfect spot to slide into a, their schedule gets changed as along, along with a lot of the others because of the coronavirus. And so now the jet mm-hmm. game got moved up and the buy got moved up. In your mind, that's how this makes sense. The buy got moved up, and maybe that was always what they were going to do. Well, again, he's practicing. They're, they're increasing his practice reps in terms of what they're giving him in practice. The, the Dolphins coaching staff is in tune with what they're seeing on the practice field and what their players are seeing on the practice field. Last year, they had Josh Rosen. They were a going-nowhere team. Why not play Rosen and find out? And the answer was that if you watch practice and you watch Rosen and you watch Fitzpatrick, it wasn't close, and you were going to lose your locker room if you went with the guy that wasn't getting it versus the guy that was. So they're not going to make this move if they think it's a go-backwards move in terms of uh, the quality of the position. So they believe that he's gotten enough reps to be ready. They believe they can work with him for the next two weeks as the starting quarterback and, and give him two weeks to prepare for the game instead of one. Uh, I don't think because the bye week got moved from week 10 to week uh, 7 that that's why they're doing it, but I think they view it as an opportunity because they can give him two whole weeks uh, to prepare as the starter, and uh, and they, they believe that he's come quickly enough to deserve the opportunity. All right, fair enough. One more thing for you, Dan. And originally, uh, I had wanted Dan on today because you have a very interesting column about the coaching carousel, which is of particular interest to, I guess, the fans of a lot of teams. Um, whose yeah. who's teams stink. And, and let's do that tomorrow because we weren't expecting this news. Sure. Um, but my, my question to you is, uh, my producer, Nuno, said to me right before we were coming on, he said, is Ryan Fitzpatrick a better option for the Cowboys than Andy Dalton? Do they mm-hmm. win the division? If they make a deal for him, would the Dolphins do it? He's asking me those questions. Obviously, I don't have the answers. You yeah. do. Off the top of your head, do you like the sound of it? Uh, no, because I mean, Dalton's been there and been there all off season. Knows the offense they're trying to run. Fitzpatrick would have to get up to speed on that. Not that he couldn't do it. You know, he's a Harvard guy, et cetera. But uh, the other thing is, I, I don't think the Dolphins. And I could be wrong. Look, I, I mean, we didn't see this coming either. So uh, I don't think the Dolphins are in a position where they're going to want to dump Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think they think he's an incredibly valuable resource for their young quarterback and uh, a viable fallback plan in case things don't work out. Fair enough. I, I, I agree with that. I just wonder, Fitzpatrick is an interesting guy. Like, we keep sure wanting is. to make him a coach. <laughs> he was, he yeah. did this with the Jets, too, when they got Darnold. And we, we keep wanting to make him into a coach, and he keeps reminding us he wants to be a player. And when he gets on the field, look, he, he isn't consistent enough to say that he's a top-level NFL quarterback, but he's, I think, a hell of a lot better than a lot of team starters, right? I mean, he, he is an above-average, I think, starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's viewed as a very high-level backup, meaning that you're not going to probably get 16 great games out of him, but you can get a stretch of, of playable to great games. And, and obviously, the, I think the Dolphins have done that, and they probably just they've identified that that's a, this is maybe as far as he's going to take them. But yeah, remarkable career. I think he's on I guess, fifth or sixth second act. So uh, he's, right. he's kind of been almost retired for about a decade now. But, but really, and... and if he does end up somewhere else this year or next year, I don't think anybody would be surprised if he had some success there. All right, we'll see what happens. Graziano, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you jumping in here, and we'll check in again 
either tomorrow or later in the week, because I was interested in that coaching, am interested in that coaching carousel piece, but the news of the day is sort of taking precedence there. Dan Graziano on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. Gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Again, the breaking news here. The Miami Dolphins have decided it is Tua time. And I'm being told that we will have Channing Crowder, who hosts a talk show in Miami now, played for the Dolphins and is a talk show host in Miami. He's going to join me in about 20 minutes. So that's great. We'll get some perspective from him. I really wanted to go down there and find out what the reaction is locally to this decision. So we'll get Channing Crowder in here in just a few minutes, and we will get his perspective. Now I will work my way to where I plan to start the show today, and that is, how about them Cowboys? Could they stink more? My goodness. The Dallas Cowboys are, in fact, to call them the worst first-place team in the history of sports would really be an insult to first place. Uh, You can't look worse than the Cowboys did last night or have all season long. The truth is, I consider them extremely fortunate to have won either of the games they've won. The game against Atlanta, we've been over it time and again. It was a joke. The Falcons don't know how to cover an onside kick. Otherwise, Dallas has just one win. And the game they beat the Giants a week ago, the Giants had two touchdowns called back, both of which I thought were questionable calls. Cowboys probably could have and should have lost that game as well. And yet they sit here at 2-4 and four and alone in first place in the NFC East. And I know what you're wondering. You're, you're wondering, Greeny, that can't possibly have happened before, right? Well, yes, you're right. It hasn't happened before. The Elias Sports Bureau tells us the Dallas Cowboys right now are the first team with a losing record to have a division lead this late in the season since the merger, which was 1970. No team that was below 500 has had a lead in the division. There have been circumstances where every team was below 500, but at least two of them had the same record. The Dallas Cowboys are alone in first place in the NFC East. With that loss last night, and I told you this leading up to this weekend, the NFC East has five wins and a tie through six weeks of football. They're 5-18-1. and one. That's a winning percentage of 23%. The NFC East, and that includes games against each other, which by definition, every one of them is a 50-50 proposition, which greatly leaps the number. It, the number vaults up obviously, when they play each other because someone has to win. And games outside of those, I think, as a, as a combined division, they have two wins. Philadelphia beat San Francisco and Dallas beat Atlanta. And that's it. Outside of that, every single win in the division has been in the division. 5-18-1. Which means I today have to suggest the Greeny plan. Brought to you by the same person who once gave you home field advantage in the World Series based upon the winner of the All-Star Game. That was my idea. You're welcome. I have another one. I don't believe that the National Football League should bar these teams from the playoffs. I do think you have to maintain the sanctity of the division. So whatever team wins the NFC East, which at this point, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think is going to be Philadelphia... But if the Eagles win that division, I'm just making this up at 6-9-1, I still believe they belong in the playoffs. 
I think winning the division must be rewarded. But I would like to propose a codicil. I believe that if a division champion is below 500, that division champion should forfeit home field advantage in the first round. So I'm just making this up. If the season were to end right now, I haven't looked at it here. Maybe someone can tell me in my ear. It doesn't really matter. Let's just say for the sake of argument that Green Bay would be the wild card, the, the wild card that lined up with Dallas because they have one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Green Bay, Arizona, Chicago, Seattle. What doesn't make a difference. Whoever it is that winds up as the wild card in that spot would have to go to Dallas in the first round of the playoffs or Philadelphia, play at a team that was 6-9-1. I think that's not right. I think the time has come to say, if a team isn't at least 500, the one punishment they would receive for that would be they forfeit their home field advantage. Which, granted, this year will mean less than others, but it doesn't mean nothing. Bubba just told me in my ear that Green Bay is the team that right now would line up with the NFC East champion. Well, just think about how important home field is in any game against Green Bay. Because even if there aren't a lot of fans there or any fans there, it could be negative 10. So that could matter depending on who it is. If it's Dallas, it certainly could matter. So I think that is, that is the Greeny rule. I am proposing it for your consideration. I'd like to know what you think of it. Tweet me at hashtag Greeny. Just hashtag Greeny. Tweet at me. Just use the hashtag Greeny, and I will see it, and I will read some of those as we go. To me, that is a consideration that I think is worth taking into account because to have a team this bad host a playoff game just doesn't feel right. As to how bad the Cowboys actually are, Jeff Saturday explained it extremely well this morning on Get Up. There's nothing complicated about it. They just got annihilated at the line of scrimmage. Here was Jeff. Everybody said, oh, you know, can Andy Dalton do this? It's not about Andy Dalton, right? It's about this offensive line, and they can't get it done. They're like a subway turnstile, man. At the first two passes, they had guys in their face. And by the way, Chandler Jones wasn't in the house. So this was not a, hey, just a a 20-sack guy. This is just guys who are running by, getting pressure on your quarterback. There's no communication. You're not seeing any points. You're not seeing any talk between the offensive line and the running backs or tight ends. This thing is ugly, and here's the problem. You can't get this thing solved by handing it to Zeke because he's dropping it the first time he touches it. There is nothing complicated about the whipping they took last night. They just flat stunk. They stunk it up last night in every way you can. And I'm not the biggest fan of Andy Dalton in the world, but he's so low, or at least last night was so low on their list of problems as to be not even worthy of mention. Their defense is now on pace to give up the most points of any team in NFL history. Let me say that again. Their defense is now on pace to give up the most points of any team in NFL history. Their running back, their star running back, their bell cow, the guy that they should be counting on, the man who has feed me actually tattooed on his stomach, fumbled twice last night when his team needed him absolutely most, when he was most desperately needed. He put the ball on the ground not once but twice. And Arizona cashed in both for touchdowns and the game was over. It was over then. And then the Cardinals, whose defense is not reminding anyone of the 85 Bears, tee off on Dalton and the whole thing just becomes a mess. 
The Cowboys are last in the league in turnover margin. They're second to last in field position margin. They're 29th in time of possession. The Cowboys do absolutely everything wrong. They're playing badly, they're coaching badly, and they're in first place in their division. ESPN Investigates Season 2 Running Man podcast drops today, October 20th. You can subscribe right now wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, again, the breaking news of the day is that Tua Tungavailoa is now going to be the starter for Miami. They have a bye this week. They play the Rams a week from Sunday, and Tua will be their starter up against Aaron Donald. Why did the Dolphins make this move? Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tua clearly has made a mark on that team. Now, again, I think it's a perfect situation in the sense that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the perfect mentor, perfect guy to learn from. And when I spoke to him a couple of weeks back, he talked about how impressive Tua was. And you could just see how accurate he was with his passes, the type of character he had. And the Dolphins feel like there's no use in waiting. That was Shefty a little while ago on SportsCenter talking about the big news of the day. And again, surprising news that Tua Tungavailoa is getting the ball in Miami. They have a bye this week. They play Aaron Donald and the Rams a week from Sunday. They've won a bunch of games in a row. Ryan Fitzpatrick has them one win or one game out of first place in the AFC East. And yet it is now Tua time officially in Miami. And I am very pleased to be able to turn the tables on this man um, who has uh, had me on his show Many times over the course of time. Um, tell me again, guys, where, 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 what, what the station information is. I'm sorry. 790 The Ticket is with me here on Greeny, uh, Greeny on ESPN Radio. So are you surprised by this, that the Dolphins have made this move as they have, when they have, considering how well they've been playing? 
No, not at all. They 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 had to put two in. You're seeing what Herbert's doing. You're seeing what Burrow's doing. Greening. They had to put two in the game. They wanted to put him in a great situation though. And what happened the last two weeks? Beating the Forty Nine ers scoring forty three on them and blowing them out. Blowing out your Jets by twenty four. Sixty seven points. They got it together. They figured it out. I I always uh, compared Ryan Fitzpatrick this year to a canary in a coal mine. They are sending him down there to see what happens. If he comes back up, now you let Tua go in. <laughs> New OC in Changaley, rebuild offensive line, unproven weapons. They wanted to get everything in the best situation possible to put Tua in. Hopefully he's the next 15, 20-year quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I love it. I, I mean, I, I think it's a great analogy, and I like the move for whatever reason they made it. But let's be clear, because you're a lot closer to the situation than I am. You probably have some idea what's going on. Are they seeing things from him in practice that make them believe that the minute he steps on the field, he is better than Fitzpatrick is right now? Yes, I believe they are. And it's funny, there's nothing to do with the five snaps going two for two at nine yards in, in garbage time against the Jets. Right. They were just seeing him. They were progressing him. They wanted to make sure his health was there. We all know what happened with the hip in college. And I just think that with the COVID rescheduling and moving the bye week up to this week, now they have 13 days to, to implement two into the offense. And everybody on the team knew. We interview Dolphins all the time. Everybody knows down here Tua was going to get his chance. I believe that re, that COVID rescheduling is what pushed it up, Greeny, is what made them say during the bye week, we're going to put Tua in, and now it got pushed up two or three weeks, and now they say, yeah, let's go, let's do it. We're rolling. There's a lot of confidence in the offense right now. The, um, Devontae Parker's playing well. Preston Williams, he's played well the last two weeks. Mike Gusecki down the middle. It's, just, it's really starting to look like a real offense, a real football team, and why not put Tua in a great situation? I'm – I was surprised it's this fast, but I do believe it was lined up with the bye week. Channing Crowder is with me on ESPN Radio. Not, not only do I agree with everything you're saying, and it's remarkable how they have turned things this way in Miami, but I think a lot of the credit from, from some people that I've talked to here has been going to Brian Flores. Again, you're a lot closer to the situation than I am. What are you seeing from him day in, day out, that you think has it working as well as it is in Miami? One thing is just he's a real head coach. You got to think, Greeny, think about it. We had Cam Cameron. We had Joe Philbin. We had Adam Gase, who you're dealing with now up in New York. I'm glad we don't deal with him anymore. We had guys that weren't great head coaches in the past. And now Flores comes in, calming voice, confident guy, but he's no nonsense. We know the lineage he comes from. We know he has that patriot in him. No nonsense. Do your job. When he talks to the alumni, it's all about winning. It's all about, you know, the just go out there and do whatever it takes to win. And he's a communicator. And I think that's to be to go back to Gates, I think that's his problem now with his problem with the Dolphins. He couldn't communicate. Flores is an awesome communicator. He knows defensive football. He surrounded himself with guys that he liked. He got rid of the OC and DC last year. In his second year, he replaced both offensive and defensive coordinator because he knows what he wants everything to look like. He's the real coach we've talked about, I think, maybe since Juan Stead or Jimmy Johnson. This is the first time I believe we have a real head coach with the Miami Dolphins. Well, it's making me feel even worse, but I can't disagree with the word that you're saying, at least as it, <laughs> as it involves the current coach of the Jets, Channing Crowder, longtime player who now hosts the afternoon talk show on 790, the ticket there in Miami. So the Bills have lost back-to-back games and looked, against, granted, against very good teams, but have looked mortal. Josh Allen has looked mortal. The Dolphins um, looked very... Um, they looked, they looked rusty coming off of all the time off that they had and everything this past weekend. The Dolphins sitting there at 3-3, three and three, 
In your opinion, are they a legit threat to win this division this year? Yes, I believe they are. If they can keep bro, like you're saying, too, the Bills play two great teams, and the Dolphins are coming off 49ers Jets, and we know the 49ers they, they were they they were struggling with all the injuries. Jimmy Jimmy G was coming off his uh his ankle injury when they did play him. So, but I do believe, answer your question, Greeny, I do believe they can compete with the Bills. I don't think the Patriots can come back up. I'm watching them. That defense is going to be good, but I just think too many, too many guys opted out for the Patriots. So they've run the division for the last 20 years, and I think it's going to come down to the Bills and the, and the Dolphins. And the Bills, they have a great defense. I've always questioned Josh Allen. I've always questioned his accuracy. And you saw that. You saw a little bit of that last night when they pressured him. He just couldn't get the ball to wide open receivers. So if Tua can come in, and B, as people are calling him, Lefty Marino. If Tua can come in and be the guy that we drafted over Herbert to be the future of this organization, I 100% believe the Dolphins can win the AFC, AFC East this year. Lefty Marino, that would really be something. The most <laughs> beloved player in the history of South Florida before Dwayne Wade and maybe even including Dwayne Wade. And, and now here you have the beginning of a new era. Listen, I'm envious of you guys because – um, I can't imagine how hopeful things must be right now. The team is playing well. You have something to compete for this year. The future looks even better than that. And now you get the young quarterback that everyone is waiting to see coming along. Hey, Channing, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much. I appreciate taking this time. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Yes, sir, Greeny. Thank you. We love you, baby. I'm a big right. fan of yours, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Channing Crowder. I apologize. I had three stations stuck in my head. 790, the ticket is where he hosts afternoons, and I've been on with him, and they usually bring me on to make fun of the Jets or something like that, which I'm uh, more than happy for, and which, candidly, obviously the team deserves. Um, but this, I find this a really interesting move, and I think that it is going to wind up working out really well. They believe they're going to win. They believe that he is the real deal and that they're going to win this year. And when you can make the move to the rookie quarterback during the season and do so because you think he gives you the better chance to win, that's like the ideal situation. So that is the proof of an organization that I think is doing things right. They seem to have gotten the coach right. They seem to have gotten the draft right. Obviously, we'll wait and see what happens with Tua. They're playing better. They played hard even last year when they didn't have anything obvious to play for. Fitzpatrick, I think, is just a pro, just a pro's pro, and I admire that guy like crazy. And the coach is really good. He's got them playing hard, and he's got them winning games that no one could have seen them winning. So that's the proof. The proof is in the way they look and the way they are making their moves, and the proof is in the Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5 W30. All right, we have more on this to go. Again, the surprising and breaking news. But up next, I will explain why history says there is absolutely no question who wins the World Series. No question. And I'll explain it to you in one sentence. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We pitch well. We play defense well. That's going back. Jumps, and he caught it. He stole a homer from Freddie Freeman. What a play. We battle. We grind. We do everything right. Finally take that big leap and know that we can beat any team in baseball. Fastball wide to right center field. He's given it a ride, and he's hit it out. Randy Arozarena does it again. When you are tested, true character, true team, like all of that comes out. Greeny with you. World Series starts tonight. Dodgers, Rays, you'll hear every pitch here on ESPN Radio. And I and my friend Hembo put together for me the four things you absolutely need to know about the World Series. And the first of them is what I said when I told you history says there's no question who will win. Bubba, here's the first one. Number four. Number four is very simply this. The Dodgers are the team that was trailing three games to one in their previous series before advancing to the World Series. The last four teams to do that all won the World Series. The 03 Marlins, the 04 Red Sox, the 07 Red Sox, the 2012 Giants. Simply put, history says if you come back from 3-1 down in the League Championship Series, you wind up winning the World Series. That momentum does carry over. Dodgers have a huge advantage. That's number four. Number three. We just heard the name Randy Arozarena. Get used to hearing that name. He's the fourth rookie and first rookie position player to win MVP of a league championship series. Just how good was he? The Rays won a seven-game series in which all the players not named Arozarena hit 183 combined. 183 for every player on that team besides him. They are solely or wholly or largely dependent on on their rookie, if they're going to have any offense against what has been, for the most part, dominant Dodger pitching. Number two. Number two. This is going to be the fourth time in history that the entire World Series will be played in one place. I will admit, I would have thought that had never happened before, and I consider myself a reasonably astute student of the history of the game. But there have been three previous instances, and they all came in situations where the teams shared a stadium in 1944 in St. Louis, and in 1921 and 22 in New York. In both of those instances, or all three of those, New York, 21 and 22, and St. Louis in 44, the two teams that met in the World Series shared a stadium. So every game was played in the same ballpark. These, of course, will all be played on a neutral site in entirely other circumstances. And finally, number one. Number one. The Rays and Dodgers have the highest combined regular season winning percentage of any teams in World Series history. Now, granted, of course, this was a shortened season. I'm not trying to put that up against the great teams of all time. I'm merely reading you the numbers as they are posted. But the teams combined to win 69% of their games this season, 692 to be exact, was their combined regular season win percentage. That is the highest in a World Series all time. Looking forward to it starting tonight. We'll have plenty of coverage for you here and, of course, across the day on ESPN Radio and the ESPN family of television networks. I also invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 
ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football is back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. All right, of all the things that were said on television was this morning on Get Up, the most direct, the most blunt, and I think the most interesting was said by Marcus Spears. We were talking about the Cleveland Browns, how badly they were beaten by Pittsburgh, how in their two statement games this year, they've been shellacked. They lost by 28 points to the Steelers and 29 points to the Ravens. The Browns are actually the only team in the NFL to have lost two games this year by 28 points or more. Now, they've won all four of their others, so they've had a very confusing start to the season. But as regards the questions about their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Spears did not mince any words. Here's what he said. Baker Mayfield is an average to below average quarterback. I'm just trusting what my eyes have shown me for an extended period of time. Could he change that? Absolutely. Do you need a change of scenery? Possibly. We went through coaches. We went through acquiring all the talent. We went through creating a playbook and an offensive plan to hide your deficiencies. And you still end up at this point anytime you play somebody worth any salt. That's some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Average to below average starting quarterback. And look, these are the facts. They won four straight games. And all of the credit went to their coach for finding ways to win around the quarterback's deficiencies. You don't draft a guy number one overall if that's what you have to do. You're not drafting Trevor Lawrence because you're thinking, well, maybe we'll run a bunch of play action and get him outside the pocket. That's not what you want your quarterback to be. Now, your quarterback could develop into something of a pocket passer, but Baker Mayfield, frankly, has not shown anything that gives you the impression that he's going to do it. I am inclined to agree with Swagoo. If I had to bet on it right now, if we're all going to first guess this, we're going to first guess this together. This is not about waiting to see what happens. Of course, we're going to wait and see what happens. Of course, maybe he'll wind up being great. But let's first guess this. Do you believe the Browns, when this season is over, will pick up the fifth-year option on Baker Mayfield's contract? It's a huge question. We just saw what happened with Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. That's a situation that's very similar. They traded up to take him. The Browns used the number one pick in a quarterback-heavy draft on Baker Mayfield. And now you're legitimately asking, will they pick up his fifth-year option? If I'm going to first guess it, if I had to predict what I believe will happen, and I will preface this by saying I hope I'm wrong, but I think they won't. I think they will not. I think that this year will be when they determine that there are better options for them out there because they have the makings of a Super Bowl team around that position. I hope he proves me wrong because there's something about him I like. I like the moxie. I like the attitude. I like the chip on the shoulder. I hope he figures it out. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Coming up, Marcus will join me live. We'll talk about the big move in the National Football League and then sneaky huge news from college football that could shake up everything. That's on the way on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 